on our message and mission series of podcasts, we first articulated how you develop and create a consistent vision and a common purpose with which you want to head and move the organization towards. On our second in the series podcast, we discussed how you align and bind the organization around that vision using OKRs, objectives and key results, and how the chief of staff can implement OKRs, manage and fine tune them over time. In our third in the series, we discussed how the chief of staff can use goal commitment and how the chief of staff uses goal setting best practices to increase goal commitment within the organization. And in our last uh, podcast in this series, we discussed stakeholder management, how you gain employee buy-in, how you listen to the concerns of detractors and how you move their negative uh, feelings and thoughts on a project or initiative and move them to be positive um, through using stakeholder engagement and management techniques. Now, inherent in this entire process is likely to be some element of organizational change. The organization has to change and move based upon a changing vision, implementing OKRs, uh, any such endeavor. So within that, what we're going to do on this episode of the podcast is take a look. We've taken a look at the literature, the research, the scientific research on organizational change management best practices. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about what, what does the research say? What are the best practices when it comes to organizational change? Um, what we've done is we've broken down the organizational change process into three segments. The first segment we're going to call visioning. This is about creating a vision, communicating that vision, talking about the explanations for the changes that we're making. The second uh, segment we're going to call mobilizing. This is around mobilizing for change, empowering employees in the organization, creating a, a change-related knowledge and a change-readiness state of mind. And the third and final segment is around navigating. So we've created a vision, we're mobilizing for change, now we're navigating through change. And navigating has to do with measuring short-term wins and monitoring and strengthening the organizational change process as we go through it. All right, so let's get into uh, the content here. So first of all, what we're gonna discuss is um, visioning. This has to do with creating a vision, communicating that vision, and discussing explanations for why we're going in this direction as an organization. So within that, what does the scientific research have to tell us in terms of the importance, the validity, of these things, of vision and of communication of the vision to organizational change. And what the research says is that A, vision is a key component uh, to organizational change in terms of it being successful. Uh, B, how it's communicated is important um, in terms of a multi-channel, reinforced, represented manner. And third, um, explaining the reasons for the change to an organization is key to acceptance. So the research tells us vision is important, how it's communicated is important, and explaining the reasons for the changes we're making um, in a manner that's adequate is important. Okay, let's just let's define 
what a vision is. We've talked about vision on other podcasts. We never really defined it uh, in, a, in a manner. Um, so research that uh, Benning and Nanny did in 1995, they, their definition, I like this, is that vision refers to a cognitive image of a desired future state. And so if you think about that, what you want to do, part of the art of creating a vision is really creating this mental cognitive image of this future state. It's desirable, it inspires us, it's something about it that wants us to go there for the greater good of the organization. And this is important in terms of this cognitive image and map as it relates to organizational change because um, research says that Vision provides a cognitive map that underpins how resources are used in an organization. That's from work by Avery in 2004. What, what does that mean exactly? Well, if you think of a cognitive map as it relates to the vision of where we're going, it allows people in the organization to understand what they are doing and how they work and how the changes that are happening fit into that vision. It makes sense to them. They can have a greater ability to understand what, in terms of what they're doing, the changes that they're making, the resources that are being used by the organization fit into this cognitive map nicely. So it makes it easier for people to understand how the changes that are being asked for fit into the future state. So vision is important component um, in organizational change. And as a matter of fact, um, Collins and Porus, in their research, they find that lack of a vision appears to be associated with failed attempts to manage organizational change. So again, the research, the scientific literature and research on vision and organizational change is pretty clear. It's important. Um, it should be done in the right way and it should be communicated in appropriate ways. In terms of communication, what's important? Multi-channel, reinforced and modeled, right? So multi-channel, it's coming across different channels. It's being reinforced by the leadership team, by the, by the chief of staff and the behaviors associated with the change need to be modeled by the leadership of the organization. Those are all important. Um, real quick, just touch on some vision characteristics. Baum and uh, Kurt Patrick, they've done a lot of work on vision. And they, in their research, they say, here's some key characteristics. They've identified seven of them. Number one, vision, sh it should be ha have brevity. Uh, it, number two, it should have clarity. Number three, it should be abstract in terms of how it's positioned and, and thought out. Uh, it should have a stated purpose. It should be future focused and it should be a desirable goal and it aligns with the success kind of measures of the organization. So when you're developing a vision for the, soup, for the future state, you kind of want to look at this checklist and say, how, how does it fit into these things? It doesn't have to fit into these things perfectly in alignment, but you want to think about it. It has a desirable goal, future focus, has a stated purpose, it's simple, it's a simple theme, it's memorable, it can be reinforced, all those things. Once we have a vision, we want to be able to explain it in an adequate manner. The research, again, is clear on this. Explanations need to be adequate. 
inadequate explanations will result in feelings of unfairness, right? Work by Shapiro tells us that. Um, even in situations where the the negatives are very can be very severe, such as layoffs, pay cuts, and relocations, adequate explanations will enhance recipient um, receptivity to the changes. All right. So the research is clear on that. Explanations need to be adequate, well thought out, and delivered as part of the organizational change process. Okay. So again, in summary. A well thought out vision is a key component to effective organizational change. All right, how it's communicated, multi-channel, how it's reinforced by the leadership team and ensuring that it's modeled, the appropriate behaviors are modeled by the leadership team are all important in order to create acceptance from the organization. And when you're delivering that, you have to have proper and adequate explanations, use your judgment about what those changes are and why we're making them. All right, so that's the first uh, segment, creating a vision, visioning. Now let's get on to mobilizing. All right, so mobilizing, there's three kind of three components that they talk about, mobilizing for change, empowering others, and change-related knowledge or change readiness. Um, the research on this area is clear, and this makes total sense, that management effectiveness in managing change is one of the biggest factors related to implementation success. Uh, research from Locke, Walsh, and Wang in 2005 tells us that, now, as a matter of fact, management effectiveness reduces stress and skepticism among people in the organization. So, well, note it's easy to understand why management effectiveness in managing change would be an essential component to success. What does management effectiveness mean? It means we have a, a grounded and good understanding of the key components and elements that are required um, for effective organizational change management. That means we understand why vision is important. We understand why demonstrating and modeling the behaviors of that vision are important. We understand that adequate explanations are important. Right? So understanding the key components and the best practices within organizational change, the leadership team modeling the appropriate behaviors, right? these things all allow the organization to have greater confidence in the effectiveness of the leadership and thus it reduces stress and it reduces the teams and reduces skepticism within the teams right? in terms of the organizational change. So, a key component in readying the organization for change and mobilizing them for change is to ensure that the leadership of leaderships of the organization, the management teams, have a solid base and are ready for organizational change. They know how to handle it. They know how to implement it. They know what's important. So that might entail some training for the leadership team, might entail some training and some layered cascaded training for the managements to ensure that we are ready for management and ready for change. Um, in terms of participation uh, of employees and organizational members, involving employees in participation uh, increases their readiness for change. So we know that from the research Allowing employees to voice their opinions encourages cooperation. So 
participation and cooperation are important. Obviously, it depends upon what kind of organizational change that's happening. It's going to be you know, different levels. You have, again, you have to use your judgment based upon what you're doing and what the change is. Two other key components within uh, mobilizing for change are promoting change and supporting team learning. Those are two key components that you want to address. In terms of promoting change, you want to be open to receiving suggestions. You want to be supporting individualized learning, and you want to have mechanisms for surfacing problems as you mobilize and get ready for change. So those are three key components you want to have uh, as part of your planning for organizational change, and that was research done by Valea in 2015 that talks about promoting change and how it's done. You also want to support team learning. This is research from Edmondson. This, in, this entails enrolling and training. So if there's going to be changes, new processes, new routines, you want to develop some training and enrolling people within that. This, is, this gets ready for the mobilizing for change. You want to make sure that leaders are modeling the appropriate behaviors. This is important. Again, modeling behaviors, letting other people see it, gives the employees and the organization greater confidence in the leadership team, less cynicism. And one other thing is practice sessions. You want to practice for any new changes in behaviors that are going to be put in place, new routines, new processes, um, so that we're ready for the changes once they're implemented. All right, that's mobilizing for change. Um, the final segment is navigating. So we've created a vision, step one. Step two, we're mobilizing, getting ready for change. And step three, we're undergoing the change and then navigating. Um, two important components in navigating are managing and measuring and promoting short-term wins and also monitoring and strengthening our processes, right? Okay, so when it comes to short-term wins, uh, what's really important in that is that understanding that employees may be looking at different measures of success than the management team is, right? When it comes to um, what are the measures of success. For employees, they tend to look at things like health and safety, customer satisfaction, some of the softer measures that say, yeah, we're, we're doing the right things, right? So we want to be careful to understand that things like financial results and what we're saving and all those kind of things may be met with cynicism among the employees of the organization. We want to focus on some of these softer things, such as you know, client satisfaction, customer satisfaction, health and safety, things like that. Um, other measurements that can be part of our process that we want to measure in terms of how, how are we doing this? How can we strengthen our process there? We want to look at things like learning, sharing, and employee contributions towards uh, the organizational change. All of these things are important to understand over time and how we can input them and become better in terms of our organizational changes when we do it again. Um, ongoing monitoring and strengthening of the change process has been shown to be critical in terms of organizational change. So we want to monitor and we want to strengthen our process over time. One of the things you may want to do is after you've gone through an organizational change initiative is, is have some mechanisms in place and after review session about what are the things 
that we learn? What are some of the measures? What, what were our learning measures? What were our sharing measures? How, how many employees contributed and let their voices be heard? And how can we strengthen that process and make it better next time? Okay, so uh, those are the three components, creating a vision, mobilizing for change, and then navigating the change and strengthening it as we move, go through it. So what we wanted to do here is, is get a sense of what, what, are the, what does the research tell us in terms of best practices when it comes to organizational change management? Because it's highly likely as a chief of staff that you're going to be heavily involved in organizational change initiatives. If you're at a smaller organization and you're implementing OKRs, you've got 70 people, 50 people, whatever, uh, you've been asked to implement an OKR uh, process within your organization, that is going to involve some elements of organizational change. So what can we use here and these elements for best practices to help you do that, right? And so if you're thinking about that, you're thinking, okay, one of the things I want to do is, is help to create a vision of what the future looks like and how that's desirable and how that creates a positive cognitive image in the minds of the people in the organization. Then how do I communicate that, right? And then how do we talk about the explanations for why we're doing it? All of these things, if you're doing them, will increase the likelihood that people in your organization will accept the changes and give you less resistance. Now, we want to put this and work this hand in hand with stakeholder engagement as well, okay? And then as you're mobilizing for change, uh, let's say you're still implementing OKRs, you want to do the same thing, um, involving people in their participation, getting in people's voices to be heard, um, individualized training in terms of the OKR process, receiving suggestions, all of these things will allow for greater organizational change effectiveness as you're doing it. And then as you're implementing and navigating through OKRs, what are your measures of success? Um, and that can be things like you know sharing, learning, um, in terms of employee understanding of the OKR process, and then what you can do is you can learn uh, each time you go through an organizational change initiative and apply your learnings um, to future organizational changes. All right, so um, there you have it. We've covered and gone through um, organizational change best practices um, within three large components of organizational change, and then we've broken each of those down into smaller segments. What we want to do here is, is understand, um, enhance our knowledge, and as we're going through organizational change initiatives, reflect on these things and really, really work um, to become better and more effective over time at organizational change. All right, I want to thank you once again for listening to another episode of Parminio. Parminio.